Welcome to the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and I want to wish a very happy new year to all our Intelligent Medicine listeners. Uh, 2015 was a banner year for us. Uh, We had uh, a record number of podcasts uh, in December alone, which is normally a sleepy time of the year. So we're very, very happy that you're enjoying listening to these podcasts and that you keep on downloading them and that you find it useful. So uh, to kick off the new year, uh, I could think of no better guest than today's guest. She's uh, a real pioneer in the field of nutrition. Uh, She is an expert in the science of detoxification. Uh, She was many years ahead of the curve in her prognosis of where nutrition should go. Uh, She is known to many of you. She, of course, is Anne Louise Gittleman. And I'm going to read what uh, an outstanding luminary in the field of, uh, of holistic medicine had to say about her. You can find uh, lots of testimonials on our website at uh, annlouise.com. It's spelled A-N-N, not A-N-N-E, annlouise.com. Uh, he wrote, Anne Louise Gittleman has been a leading innovator in the field of integrative medicine for decades. Her books bring cutting-edge research to health consumers in an easy-to-understand form. She was one of the first to warn of the dangers of our infatuation with low-carb diets, and now science has validated her message. And Anne-Louise, do you know who that extraordinary uh, luminary in the field of integrative medicine is who, who, who issued that quote? Yes, my dear friend, Dr. Ron Hoffman. <laughs> okay, thank you very much for recognizing it. Yeah, so uh, we're a mutual admiration society, and uh, we've known each other uh, for uh, many years, maybe too many years to recount. Uh, but I, I have to, you know, you're the author of uh, numerous books. Uh, your latest uh, is Eat Fat, Lose Weight. We'll talk about that in just a moment. Uh, but you're well known for writing The Fat Flush Plan and a variety of books around that theme, Super Nutrition for Women, Super Nutrition for Men. Uh, but I have to say that uh, one of my fondest recollections for you is that we were standing around an nutrition conference. This must have been, oh, I would say 20, 25 years ago. And... Uh, you had a little conversation with me, and you said, you know, all this low-fat, low-fat, low-fat stuff, that is going to be so passe in a few years because you recognized, and I began to recognize in those days, I, I come from a, a vegan background. I was on the vegan bandwagon mm. for many years, uh, that um, the our infatuation with a low-fat uh, program really was was detrimental and you were among the first to, to recognize that. So kudos to you. It only took about uh, 20, 30 years for uh, science and the medical community to catch up. Because as you know, this year, they've issued new guidelines, which actually don't limit fat and kind of ease up on recommendations to cut down on cholesterol. Do you, do you feel kind of vindicated? I do. I feel vindicated, and I'm really pleased. Because in 1988, Ron, I wrote a book called Beyond Pritikin, which was a real... Um, how should we say this? It was a real departure from the fat-free, carbohydrate-rich diet of the 80s and 90s, which was so very much in vogue in those days. And I felt even way back then, because I was the director of nutrition at the Pritikin Longevity Center, that a fat-free, carbohydrate-rich diet was actually one that promoted weight gain and might be causing not just weight gain but fatigue and diabetes, problems with the immune system that we're now seeing come out of the blue, as well as issues in terms of metabolic syndrome. And I called it back then because I saw what happened when people were on a fat-restricted diet. 
So I'm grateful that, you know, 30, 40 years later, thank God science has finally caught up with what so many of us were recognizing back then. And I think it's important for us to understand that fat is where it's at, but only if your system can utilize and metabolize it appropriately. And that's the key, because I think some people... uh uh, inadvertently are taking this as uh, a license to just eat all kinds of fatty uh, stuff uh, that's detrimental to their health. And I think you that's the theme of your book, Eat Fat and Lose Weight, is how to, how to stay on the razor's edge of optimal metabolism. Yes, it's optimal metabolism, it's optimal health. We know that the right kind of fats, what I now call the smart fats, you know, years ago we used to call them the essential fats, which was fat that your body absolutely needed for the regulation of just about every function in the system. It was the kind of fat that had to be included in your diet because your body couldn't manufacture it itself. And so I would say that having that right kind of fat, what I call the smart fats and eat fat, lose weight, will not only affect weight loss, but will also help to prevent heart disease. I think it can inhibit certain types of cancer cell growth. Very important to promote more effective insulin utilization, and it certainly is an anti-inflammatory, so it's great to prevent rheumatoid arthritis, PMS, to assist the immune system, and it's the best, best internal moisturizer I know for the skin, hair, and nails. So fat is where it's at, but again, it has to be the right kind of fat. You have to be able to utilize it, and with so many people without a gallbladder, that can be rather tricky in this day and age. Indeed. So this is the time of uh, dietary rectitude. It's uh, January. The party is over, and it's cold. <laughs> yes. And uh, it's time for uh, you know looking back on uh, our excesses of 2015, our partying with a little bit of sense of uh, remorse. And a lot of people are uh, going to the bookstores or searching online for the diet book of the season. There's a lot of competition out there. Uh, how does your book uh, stand out, and why? You know, make your best pitch for why people should utilize that as their uh, dietary program for 2016. Well, I would say that eat fat, lose weight, if you're going to choose any diet book, make this the one because there are lots of diet books that talk about how important a paleo diet is, a primal diet, a price-based diet, even a ketogenic diet. But as far as I'm concerned, all of this is very important because it will cut down on sugar. We now know that sugar, including fructose, can feed cancer. It can mm-hmm. be very detrimental yeah, that was actually the diabetes. Big, uh, excuse me, that was actually the big uh, news flash of this week. I mean, we've known this in the integrative community for a long time, but now the headlines are splashing uh, all over the media about how uh, sugar, in particular fructose, which uh, our country is infatuated with yes. all our soft drinks and all our energy drinks, uh, they're, they're just loaded with fructose, you know, candies and so on, because it's cheap. It's made from corn. It's ubiquitous. And this may be, in large part, driving our epidemic of, of certain cancers. I know, and it's just incredibly important, especially for those that may have pancreatic tumors, because it's been shown that the fructose will actually feed that, as well mm-hmm. as other types of tumors. So I talk a little bit about that and eat fat, lose weight. So not only will you be eating the right kind of fats, the smart fat, which are absolutely essential for your body's functioning on the, on the cellular level, but you will also be cutting back on the kinds of foods that will start inhibiting not just weight gain, but will also be uh, able to put a lid on your insulin production, which we know is so unhealthy for so many other issues. And I'd also like to suggest that not only is it important to be eating the right kind of fats, perhaps one to four different types of fats at each meal, but your ability to digest them is where it's key. 
So you can buy any other diet book on the market, but without this one, you won't be able to really utilize and get all the benefits of a high-fat, low-carbohydrate-type diet. And that's because if you don't have enough bile in your system, if the bile is too congested or if you're not eating the right kind of nutrients that thin it properly, you're not going to be able to utilize all that wonderful fat or the essential fatty acids or the oil-soluble vitamins that you're eating with that delicious fat. So it's not just let's eat fat and lose weight, but let's digest it appropriately. Let's build up our bile. Let's give us give our bodies a little bit of the bile salts if we don't have a gallbladder. And so all of that is part of the routine program that I talk to people about, and I'm making a real, real effort to have people back to lecithin in their smoothies, which is so important for thinning out the bile and decongesting all those bile acids. So lecithin has an emulsifying effect. It breaks the fat down. It prepares it for digestion. Uh, That may be an important part of a program if you're including healthy fats. I think it's very important because so many of us, again, are not breaking down the fats. We don't have a gallbladder, in which case you need a little bit of ox bile or you need a little bit of beets in the diet, which is a wonderful bile thinner because of the betaine. So all of that is important. But for those that do not have a gallbladder, and there's so many of us in this day and age that do not have a gallbladder, it's absolutely essential that if you're going to be eating the right kind of fats, that you're able to metabolize them with the proper bile salts. So I make a case for that, as well as some of the other reasons that people are not losing weight properly, whether it's a problem with bile metabolism, with fat absorption, fat metabolism, or even a thyroid issue. So making sure that your thyroid is intact is another mm-hmm. way that you're going to be able to lose weight and keep it off for 2016. Well, the people with thyroid problems, they really do require a, a low-carb diet, especially those, yeah. Well, they do, and also to find out the root cause of the thyroid problems, whether it is a viral problem, whether it is a hidden dental issue, whether it's a sinus problem, or whether it's a lack of some of the essential fatty acids that we need for metabolism, or perhaps too much copper, too much too much mercury, too much fluoride, too much chlorine, too much bromide. So all that is part of the program. It's a lot to take a look at, but it's getting at the underlying causes so you can be the best you can be with a functionally medicine, with a, with a, with a body that's working best functionally in terms of its integrative health values. Now, this is a time of year where a lot of people embark on uh, juicing programs. Are you, are you a big fan of uh, juicing, or, or you know, what role does that play in, in your proposed program? I think the juicing is probably very healthy as long as you're not having a lot of juice that's high in fructose. <laughs> and so yeah. we come back to this newest information that's out there. And, and a lot of uh, vegetables, interestingly enough, are not, except you want to watch your carrots, for example. Mm-hmm. I would never have any kind of juice that has more than, than, that has more than at least two ounces of carrot juice. The kind of juice that I would suggest that everybody takes, which is the most balanced and the, the one that will actually decongest your bile and support your bile is one that has at least two ounces of carrot juice, two ounces of celery, two ounces of beet juice, and maybe two ounces of cucumber. Mm -hmm. It's an old-time recipe, which I find to be very healthy. But I think too much juicing is too much of a good thing. Yeah, sometimes people, uh, you know, they stop eating candy, but they end up uh, stocking up on the sweet juices. They go, hey, I'm having a field day here with the carrot juice, the beet juice, and, uh, you know, ultimately there's a lot of vitamins and nutrients, but there's a big uh, carb load associated with that. A too much of a carb load, and that's where the fried fats come into play because those dried fats act as a blood sugar stabilizing agent. 
you know, there's no better food on the planet than the right kind of fats to stabilize blood sugar. So how about some tips on carb withdrawal? Because, you know, people adopting a program where they eat fat instead of eating starch and sugar, uh, they might go into a crashing withdrawal. So I think in terms of the, to stop that crashing withdrawal, I think it's very helpful if you load up, number one, on purifying water, and then instead of something sweet that you may be craving, I would have something very sour, like a little bit of pickle, maybe a little bit of dill pickle, you know, in real apple cider vinegar. I think that that's very important, getting the sour taste rather than the sweet taste. I also think it's helpful first thing in the morning when you get up to have a little bit of lemon and water, which will cleanse the palate, detoxify the system, and get you ready for the day. And that's where the high-fat breakfast cereal or high-fat breakfast period might come into play. I also think that if you're a big coffee drinker, putting a tablespoon of that coconut oil in the coffee may not be a bad idea to stabilize blood sugar or so even called tea the first thing bulletproof in the coffee. The so-called bulletproof. Yeah, coffee. I, I, yeah, I think there there really is something to that. Mm-hmm. So again, it's it's kind of eat fat, lose weight, satiate your system, get all of your vitamin A, your your E, your K, your D, and I think that's very important to kind of get your immune system off to a wonderful start for the new year. Yeah, by virtue of what you said about coconut oil, obviously you're not a foe of saturated fat. Do you, do you put any limits on, on saturated fat? Because some people say, oh, good fat, so that means having a lot of polyunsaturated fat fish oil, that's good. But they say don't you know, strip the fat from your poultry and your meat, uh, don't have any uh, butter, have skim milk. Uh, what's your take on that? No, saturated fats are actually incredibly important. They contain nutrients your heart craves and your waistline craves. They carry fat-soluble vitamins that are so lacking in so so many people's diet when we do these spectrocells tests. I find a lot of people don't have enough vitamin A. There's certainly a vitamin D shortage in this country, vitamin E, vitamin K. All of those are so necessary for healthy hormones and proper heart function. So I'm a big believer in the right kind of saturated fats. And there was an interesting article. It was actually something published in the Annals of Internal Medicine in March of 2014, which was a meta-analysis of uh, something like 76 studies, as I recall, and it actually vindicated saturated fats. They were greatly studied in a lot of detail, and it showed that it was not important to reduce the consumption of saturated fats in terms of preventing heart disease. It was actually the polyunsaturated fats, the processed foods, the oils, the margarines, which were really those that were indicted as being so causative of heart disease problems. Yeah, indeed. You know, that's something that uh, finally I think is, is soaking in. Although the powers that be, uh, they're reluctant to change the paradigm. You know, the orthodoxy wants to kind of go back to uh, avoid excess saturated fat and cholesterol. Uh, I think the recommendations of the American Heart Association still uh, are, are sticking to that story. But uh, ultimately, I think that, that, that whole concept is going to be overturned. Oh, it's got to be overturned because this myth that cholesterol makes you fat or the cholesterol is not good for your heart or the cholesterol is the, the bad guy when it comes to heart disease, I think it's just so deeply embedded in our consciousness that despite all of the conflicting scientific data, it's going to be very hard to really change a lot of the government's edicts. But it's up to us and and wonderful podcasts like yours to make that change. So I salute you for having me on for for your first podcast of the year. I'm very grateful. 
Well, we want to get people off to the right uh, start. And uh, changing the subject slightly, uh, you have a, a blog at com, your uh, excellent website, uh, entitled The Cortisol Connection to Holiday Energy Drain. I think a lot of people uh, may be suffering from that. What's up with cortisol? <laughs> well, cortisol is one of those fat-promoting hormones that is... Uh, uh, really part and parcel of how we live in this day and age. Unfortunately, it happens to be a byproduct of a very stressful lifestyle and is probably produced by adrenals that are either too tired or too overly overly stimulated. And we find so many people that have cortisol levels that are so, so imbalanced. You know, for years I've been doing all kinds of hormonal tests with all my women and my men. We find that many people are waking up with cortisol levels that are too low first thing in the morning and are too high at night. So they have no energy to start the day and they're not getting restful sleep at night. So that's where support of your adrenals comes into play, which is why a diet that is high in the right kind of protein is really essential first thing in the morning with a little bit of that, uh, of the smart fats. And that's where certain supplements also come into play. I'm a real big believer, Dr. Ron Hoffman, that a little bit of panathenic acid, one of our old-time friends, is very important for cortisol production. And I'm telling all of my people that have no energy that at least one to two grams of panathenic acid a day will keep the doctor at bay and keep their energy very, very level. So I'm a big believer in supporting the adrenals so that your cortisol levels become normalized and you won't gain any of that belly fat. You'll have energy throughout the day and you'll slow down the aging process because too much cortisol can really do a number on thinning skin and collagen. Do do you like some of those uh, adaptogens like uh, Siberian ginseng, uh, ashwagandha, rosavin? These are some of the things that are proposed for adrenal support. Yeah, I adore rosavin. So the rhodiola, especially that from Siberia, I'm very fond of because I've seen in before and after adrenal stress panel tests how that levels off people's values. I, I think that's very important. Sometimes the protomorphogen in the glandular itself is very helpful from glandulars that are from New Zealand. I see that being helpful. But more often than not, when cortisol levels are just all over the map, a little bit of panathenic acid first thing in the morning will do wonders, as well as some vitamin C. So I love those two particular nutrients. It sounds like you have a practice as well as writing uh, and uh, putting out books and, of course, doing a lot of interviews on TV and radio. Uh, you're Texas-based, right? Sometimes. <laughs> okay. But I, it's, I also... I, I, <laughs> it sounds like you, have, you do sort of uh, telemedicine. You do a lot of uh, consultations with people all over the country and all over the world, correct? I do. I, I do. And, and thankfully, because we have so many of these tests that people can take, take and I can see what their values are, I can be much more pointed in helping them to get well faster and sooner. So yes, because of all these tests that that people can do in the privacy of their own home, some of them have seen doctors, they see wonderful functional medicine doctors, some of them can't get in to see these wonderful functional medicine doctors. And so being a female and, you know, having written all these books, I have my own experience as well as that of 30 years of working with people. And it's, it's been a pleasure to work with so many people, but I have to tell you the challenges today are much greater than they were 25, 30 years ago. Really? Why do you say? 
Well, that's a good question, probably the topic of another book, but I would think that we're just involved with even more stressors, whether it's electropollution from all the radiation that we're getting from cell phones, cell phone towers, mm-hmm. our iPads, our iPods, our mobile phones, uh, our smart meters. I so, think so there's a lot the, to be said for that. You're saying the patients are not getting any easier. They're getting more more challenging as the years go by, and you feel they, that this they is... They are, yes. And you feel this is indicative of a shift uh, towards more environmental challenges, more more stress challenges uh, that undermine people's health. I do, I do, and there's certainly there's a lot more nutritional information that's so available to so many people, but it becomes much more challenging. And that's why so many of these tests, I think, are so important. And that's why looking a little bit more into technology and what some of those cortisol-spiking elements may be when people are on their cell phone 24-7 or living with a smart meter. And that was the subject of yet another book that I wrote, the one that's previous to Eat Fat, Lose Weight, which was called Zapped. So I'm aware of all those things, and I think it all has to be taken into consideration. I think moderation is the key, and learning how to make your body an invincible fortress is really what we're, what we're hopefully going to do in 2016. Absolutely. Well, okay, on that note, uh, this is a good point at which to pause. You've uh, laid out uh, the uh, ideas behind your latest book, uh, Eat Fat, Lose Weight. Uh, I recommend very highly that our listeners get it for the new year. And in part two coming up, that I hope our listeners will uh, tune to. Uh, I want you to give us some information about the whole process of detoxification. You know, toxicity is ubiquitous, as you said. There's so many ways in which your bodies are challenged. Uh, you have delved deeply into the science of detoxification, and I want to concentrate on that subject in part two. So let's pause for just a moment. When we return, uh, we'll speak again to Anne Louise Gittleman. Uh, author of numerous books, her latest book, Eat Fat, Lose Weight, her website, annelouise.com. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. <laughs> 